All right, everybody, what is going on? This is another Jagoff Sports podcast, rocking and rolling with your boy, Ev. We were doing a lot of monologues, and then I had people in studio helping us out. Uh, we had Steve last week. We actually had Trout and the entire crew from Trout's Forecast, but I am a freaking idiot, and I forgot to basically set it up correctly. So sorry you guys missed out on a great podcast. Uh, I'll bring up some of those stories. Today, we're getting back to our roots, back to our roots, bitch. Just going to be me here. I'm sitting here by my lonesome. No one else is even in the room. It's a little weird. I might even just like pull my dick out and just start jerking it while I'm sitting here all alone in the office. No one else is here to even look. Actually, I'm kidding. Steph is across the table from me, uh, so I am not going to do that. I only do that when I'm by myself in the office, and usually I sit in Steph's chair and... uh you know, aim at the keyboard of the computer that he uses. That's gross. Anyway, kids only, uh, or uh, sorry, this is not a kids only show. Um, so if the kids are in the car, if the woman's in the car, you might want to kick them out and make them walk home. Cause we are going to get into a couple tales, tales from the crypt here today. So interestingly enough, uh, we were doing some, some work yesterday. We were quite busy and we're sitting at one of my favorite, bar restaurant combinations ever in Oakland. It's called Stacked, S-T-A-C-K apostrophe D. They misspelled it. I don't know if that's on purpose or if they just don't know how to spell. And this is a great spot. If you've never been to Stacked, I highly advise go to the one in Oakland because I used to have an office over there and I would frequent the place and they are like the Pittsburgh version of Hooters. At least the one in Oakland is. So you have to be stacked in some capacity, whether it's in the behind area or in the breast area. So you have to either be able to breed them or you have to be able to feed them to work at stacked. And I've made friends with quite a few of the waitresses there. They're really nice, great service as always. But we're sitting there and we're hanging out. And uh, Oakland, I don't know what is going on with that neighborhood because it used to be just a bunch of college kids in polos walking around, maybe the occasional college athlete, always some great talent to gander upon. But yesterday, I felt like we were sitting in New York City. And maybe it's just the COVID and the fact that people don't have anything else to do. But I figured it would be kind of a ghost town down there because there's no school, there's no students, um, there's no sports going on. But it just it felt vibrant and not in a bad way at all. There was people there. There was all kinds of different people. Uh, there was old people, young people, white people, black people. It was just an uh, an osh posh and a melting pot of just wildness. And one particular gentleman, he was a black guy wearing a bucket hat. I think was he wearing a bucket hat? Uh, I'm sitting. We're sitting outside in the sun where COVID can't get us. And there's a guy leaning up against, uh, if you've ever seen those metal boxes where sometimes the cops will open them to change the lights, I think he was leaning up against one of those. And I just hear him start laughing really loud. He's cackling, and the whole intersection can hear him. And grant, granted, this is at the intersection of Forbes and Oakland Avenue, maybe, or one of those streets, one of those streets. And I turn to look at him. And he's just chilling. He's having a great time. Why was he having a great time? Well, the man had himself a can of compressed air that he was just crushing. And 
it just struck me as kind of odd because, you know, the guy seems like a crazy person. He was like a homeless guy or whatever. Um, and, you know, sometimes they get a little bit hostile, but usually they're pretty safe to interact with. But this guy was openly crushing a can of compressed air that he probably just bought from CVS. And I think the reason he was cackling because he was so happy to have just gotten his first hit back in his system. And it just struck me as something that you only hear about in the wise tales. I think I hadn't heard about inhaling aerosols since I was uh, fifth grade, sixth grade, dare classes. Officer Dwayne Moriarty from the Dormont Police telling me to not uh, do drugs. And they kind of glance over whippets because whippets aren't even serious. It's And it's, it's such an accessible drug because you think – Anywhere there's a canned aerosol, I mean, you could go into your into your fridge and find a can of Ready Whip or a can of Cheese Whiz. If you're willing to do whippets, I'm sure you can figure out a way to just inhale the aerosol out of that. So it's it's at our fingertips, but nobody ever really talks about it because I don't think anybody actually ever does it. Because I think you try doing whippets and it just it just fucks you up so bad, and it feels like a headache. And I can actually say of all the substances that you can think of, I've probably done most of them. Whippets is not one I've done. So I was just kind of blown away to see the guy huffing uh, canned air in the middle of the street in Oakland, grant you, in the middle of the day. Uh, hope that guy's having a great day today, by the way. Whippet man, you're a fucking inspiration to us all. But this, this reminded me of an occasion that happened to me in college. So we're going to Jump in the old time machine and head back to my college days. The year is 2012 or maybe 2011. And so we were on the football team. And when you're on the football team, they do random drug tests. Um, I don't know how random they are. And I actually don't know how accurate they are because here's a, here's a funny side note before I tell the story. My freshman year of football camp, I roomed with a guy. His name was Vin. And Vin, granted, I am at this point 18 years old, never been out, never lived on my own. And when you go to football camp, it's you and 100 other kids living in the dorms. Uh, Vin was not a kid. Vin had actually, I think he was from McKeesport. And Vin waited about six years until he was done with high school football to then go and start playing college football. And now he was in his senior year. So Vin was on the goal line of turning 30 and I was 18 and he was my college football roommate for the first time that I had ever gone to live on my own, uh, as an adult. And Vin, he would often come into the room and he would talk to me and he was kind of a wild guy, kind of just said whatever he was thinking off the top of his head. And I remember he would often tell me as we were walking back from the lunch hall or from the dinner hall, he would look at me and he'd go, hey, uh, Ev, just so you know, uh, I'm going to rush back to the room. Don't come in the room for 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to jerk off to porn. And he would very casually tell me not to come into the room because he was using the room to jerk off to porn. Can't blame the guy. There were no women in sight for an entire month. College football camp, by the way, worst thing I've ever done in my life. Um, so anyway, we're on the college football team. The drug testing is subpar, but some guys, they still don't want to get tested and get suspended or whatever. Uh, and the reason I bring up Vin actually is because I know for a fact he smoked weed, like basically the first day of college 
the college football season. And then they tested him the day after and he passed. So I don't know how accurate the tests are, but anyway, um, Vin goes, or I'm sorry, we're at this party. Vin's not involved anymore. And the big thing to do back in those times was to smoke synthetic weed. So I think the big one was called K2. There might've been a bigger one or whatever, but it was basically these things you'd go to a head shop or you'd go to like some weird place where they play magic, the gathering and they'd have, excuse me, they would have on the wall, they would have these bags of incense or whatever the fuck it was. And it was called K2. And it would say right on the package, warning, do not smoke this or you're going to die. And of course, that was the label for us to go ahead and, you know, give it a huge toke. Excuse me, this beer is making me quite uh, bubbly today. So typically with a K2, what we would do is we would roll up a joint and pass it around, maybe split it between three or four guys. It wasn't illegal, so we could smoke it right outside the dorms. It didn't show up on drug tests. And it didn't smell, even smell like weed. So it was inconspicuous. All those good things you think, wow, this is a match made in heaven. Nobody has to smoke weed anymore. We can all just get high on synthetic weed and go about our merry way and never have to worry about getting drug tested or suspended from the football team. Turns out that smoking a joint of it is a little bit different than crushing a grav bong. So I have a very good friend of mine. His name is, well, we just called him Check. So we'll just call him Check for the sanctity of the story. And uh, we're at a party. We're hanging out, drinking a couple of beers. It's kind of a kind of a pregame, so it's nothing too wild. You know, just a couple of the football guys, maybe a random chick here and there. And we're in the kitchen, and one of the guys says, hey, we're going to do some K2. And they had these things that were... I think they're called gravity bongs, but you, what you do is you get a bucket, you fill it with water, and then you take a two liter of Pepsi and you cut the bottom off so that you've got basically a tube with a huge hole in the bottom and you push it, you take the cap off, you push it all the way down into the water. And then with the lid, you put foil where the plastic cap went, poke holes in it, and then, um, you fill it with weed. And so when you light the weed, you lift the Pepsi bottle, two liter out of the bucket of water, and it creates that suction force of air inside of the two liter so that the only thing in there is basically the smoke from where you just lit it. And then you pull the weed out of the top and you put your mouth over the Pepsi bottle opening and then basically slam it back down into the water and smoke just like slams you like throat fucks you. Um, pretty cool to do with weed. Obviously, you know, if you're a kid out there and you're thinking about smoking weed, I would advise try it. It's pretty fun. Uh, it's, it's a nice, uh, home craft experiment you can do. I know you kids haven't had any classes to take in a while. So if you're interested, all you really need is a bucket, some water, some scissors and a two liter. It's really cool. You'll feel really crafty after you do it. And it's a great way to do drugs. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're a kid, feel free to try it. Um, not a great thing to do, however, with synthetic weed. So apparently when we were smoking joints of the stuff, uh, you know, we weren't really getting crushed on it. Check goes and rails this two liter of synthetic weed. And I mean, this thing was so thick. 
uh, he couldn't even finish the whole thing. So he's choking, he's coughing, we all get a giggle out of it. And at this point, we had just accepted that K2 was just like weed. There was no difference. Uh, little did we know that Czech was about to basically have a psychotic episode in the middle of this pregame. So everybody kind of goes back to where they were. I sit down, check, you know, he's feeling good. He's uh, a little bit screwed up, a little loopy, no big deal. And all of a sudden, I look over into the kitchen where check is standing and he's reaching out his left arm like he was trying to prop himself up to the fridge but didn't quite make it. So he's he's about three feet away from the fridge, his arm. And he looks like he's reaching for the fridge. And I'm looking at him, and nobody else on the party has kind of noticed this. And I'm kind of looking through everybody. And for maybe, I don't know, 30 seconds, I'm looking at him. And he's frozen. He's not moving. He's not interacting with anybody. He's not playing charades with anybody in the kitchen. And I'm starting to wonder what the fuck he's doing. So me, being such a good friend, I uh, don't hesitate to go, hey, everybody, look at fucking check. What the fuck is he doing? Thinking that this would kind of snap him out because I figured he was just really high and, you know, like a normal person, you would just kind of snap out of it and be like, oh, yeah, you know, sorry, zoned out there. Uh, at this point, it's like the record scratch at the party and everyone's looking at him and he has not broken his pose of trying to reach out to the fridge. So we kind of start panicking and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Check, check, check. And I'm snapping in his face and I'm like, you know, I'm tapping his balls. I'm fingering his asshole and he is fucking frozen. The dude is a statue in the middle of this fucking college party and he's not fucking around because there's like girls there. There's football players there. I mean, there's like there's 40 people in this fucking house and he's causing a scene and he's not the type of guy to do that just to get a laugh out of everybody. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, where, what is he doing? Like, is he that fucked up from this K2? So we go to lay him down on a couch. And at this point, people are considering calling an ambulance because we don't know. He could be dead and just frozen. Like, he already has rigor mortis from dying from a K2 overdose. So as we go to lay him on the couch, it was like he was a fucking statue. Like his arms stayed in the same position. His legs stayed in the same position. And we laid him on the couch. We start throwing cups of water on him. We start throwing beer on him. We start blowing weed smoke in his face. We did everything medically possible to try to bring him back to reality. And it wasn't for just, I guess, father time snapped him out of it eventually. And it was me and I was over top of his face and I'll never remember. I'll never forget what he said. I'm over top of him and I'm like waving in his face and you know, I'm like tapping him on the balls and I'm like, Alex, Oh shit. I'm like, check, wake up, wake up. Um, his name's not Alex, by the way. I just was looking at someone named Alex in the room. Um, and he finally breaks out of it and he looks at me and he goes, and I'm the first person he sees and he grabs me and he's like, dude, I just fucking had a psychotic episode. And I'm like, at this point, what the fuck? And I'm freaked out too, because I also took a hit of the K2 and he, I mean, he took a much bigger hit than I did. So I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen to me now? And I'm starting to feel like, I don't know if you've ever done like mushrooms or, um, sometimes ecstasy, you get like kind of like a weird, like negative vibe rush of energy. And so 
I'm like getting that hardcore now. And he is fucking freaking out. He needs water. He can't have any more beer. We need to go directly home. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And so we finally take him back to uh, the dormitory. And I'm like, check, dude, what the fuck happened? Like you were standing in the kitchen reaching out to the fridge. And it was like, I watched you in slow motion. It was like, I had a remote and one second you were fine. And then one second you were playing at half speed. And then one second someone paused you and you just would not fucking move. And everybody around you was still going full speed. And he goes, dude, he's like, it's like my fucking spirit detached from my physical body. And I couldn't feel any part of my body I had no feeling in my limbs, no feeling in my legs. And he he's like, but I could remember you yelling because I I watched him get into this state. And I was the first person to be like, check, check, dude, are you okay? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And he said he felt as though he heard me calling him. And at first it sounded like the party, but as his soul drifted away from his body, he heard me more and more distant away until it was like the only thing he could hear was me at the end of a, a long hallway yelling, check, 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 check. And, uh, and then he says, I don't know. I don't know. He, he said he had a psychotic episode. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know if he was killing people in his nightmares or what, but eventually he did come to and he was fine, but he was certainly transported to a different plane and it was all because of, K2. So if there is any lesson to take away from this story, it is don't fucking smoke synthetic weed. Just do the normal shit if you're going to do it. It's easy enough to get a hold of nowadays, kids. So listen, if you're a kid out there and you're listening, go into your parents' room, go into the top drawer, look everywhere. There's probably a little baggie of weed in there somewhere. Go into your dad's car, look in the center console. If you find any money, feel free to send it to me. Uh, the address is 100 Jagoff Lane, uh, and just smoke a ton of weed. You know, don't dive into this synthetic shit because it's not good for you. Nobody knows where it's made. It's made in a lab somewhere in Indonesia or some shit, and uh, you know, just lay off it and don't don't huff either. That's that's not cool. Huffing is not cool. All right, drinking beer until you throw up is cool. Huffing aerosol not cool. All right. Um, so yeah, I was going to dive into another story here. We still have 12 minutes. Maybe I will. Um, but I might save it for another time. Uh, this is great radio. Time's ticking away. What should I do? Let me take a sip of beer. Everyone out there listening, take this pause in the action to head over to jagoffsports.com. It's a great website. You'll get lots of laughs, lots of chuckles. Sign up for the mailing list. What are you doing if you haven't signed up for the mailing list? It's as easy as going to the to the website, jagoffsports.com, going to Jagoff Insiders, put in your name, your email, and guess what people on the mailing list got this week? Free motherfucking t-shirts. Free. F-R-E-E. You don't even have to pay for them, and we'll ship them to you. And I have intern staff here who might even drive them to you if you live in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, but you have to be signed up for the mailing list to get any cool benefits like that. We might do free koozies. We might do free hats. We might hire hookers and do a little jackpot where, oh, this is an interesting thing I've always wanted to do. I always said if I was a millionaire, I was going to do this. Ladyboy roulette. 
Now, you've heard my issue. Uh, you've heard my episode earlier. I've had ups, my ups and downs with Ladyboys. If you haven't, pause right now, go back and listen to that, and then you'll understand where my creative senses were coming from here. If I'm a millionaire, all right, I'm going to go and get an Airbnb somewhere in Thailand, maybe out in the jungle because they have really nice ones out there, like mansions and shit with a pool and a fucking you know, tennis court and a ping pong table and mini bar. And we can have like some fucking guy there fixing us up cocktails and all kinds of cool shit. Chung beers, C-H-A-N-G, fucking the most fire beer on earth. I could drink a million of them. Um, But here's what I'd do. This would be a great idea for a bachelor party out there too. So if you're getting married and you've got baller ass money to spend on flying all your boys to Thailand and getting hookers, Consider this for your bachelor party. Take all your buddies, all right? Fuck the wives. Can't even tell the wives this is going on. If they ask, maybe tell them that you're going on a golf trip, but you have to go to Thailand. So I don't know how you're going to swing it, but just I'm not here to fucking explain the details. I'm just here to give you the idea. Now, you're at this place in Thailand, all right? Prostitution, totally free, totally cool in Thailand. Lady boys, very prevalent in Thailand. So here's what you do. You get the hookup. You get all your boys together, you party, you hang out, bring in the hookers, all right? But find the most feminine, beautiful lady boy you can find and sprinkle her into the group of hookers. Mm. Now, only you know, and actually, if you want to partake yourself, you could not know either. You could have your guy who's hooking it up just be like, hey, listen, I don't even want to know, but you need to find a lady boy that looks legit, but she's still rocking with a pistol. All right. She's hiding her fucking meat really well between those fucking buns. And you sprinkle her into the group, maybe sprinkle two or three if you're feeling fucking crazy and party all night, party all night. And then one of your friends is going to be that lucky fella who takes home a lady boy that night into his room and he's not going to know until it's time to do the dirty and he's going to find that magic surprise and it's going to be a fucking big spicy Thai egg roll waiting for him in the pants of his prostitute. So if you're having a, uh, a party for your buddies soon, if you're having a wedding coming up, I think that's a great way to you know go out on your last hurrah is fly halfway around the world and have sex with a bunch of dirty prostitutes. One of them might have a dick. At that point, you'll you'll be set. You will never get divorced again after that because you will be so disgusted with your actions. Um, your marriage is set for life. It's fucking sealed, signed, delivered. And you can thank Jagoff Sports and the Jagoff Sports Podcast for that. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, this was Tuesday's episode. We're going to try to get another one out to you on Friday. As always, head on over to jagoffsports.com. Check out the articles. Uh, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen to this and you even got a fucking chuckle out of this or anything, even if you listen 23 minutes deep, leave us a fucking review. Please. You're killing me out here. Um, and that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we will see you on Friday.